G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as we do on a Thursday, good to be able to catch up with Ashley Saunders and uh, we'll get underway with a conversation today uh, with Ashley Saunders talking about the euthanasia situation in uh, Victoria, the Voluntary Assisted Dying Bill, it's called, uh, which is currently being debated in the lower house likely to be voted on tonight. That bill's second reading was supported 49 votes to 36 overnight. And the reasoned amendments failure and the support for the second reading indicates that the bill's likely to pass the lower house, uh, but it will also need to pass the upper house to become law. Uh, Let's get some thoughts and insights and a special welcome back to 2020 to you, Ashley Saunders. Good morning, Neil. It's good to be with you and good morning, listeners. Ashley, you've been following along what's been happening in Victoria and of recent times, just to mention, there was a defeat of a bill like this in South Australia and uh, quite a convincing defeat in Tasmania. Uh, Now we look at the Victorian situation and it looks like uh, there may be uh, some sort of uh, change here that uh, could be quite detrimental. Uh, What are your thoughts on the developments with this euthanasia bill in Victoria? If the numbers that were evident yesterday in the lower house on the second reading. Uh, Just to explain to listeners, for those who might not be aware, the process of uh, passing a bill into law is that you read a bill three times. And so the first reading is about its introduction. The second reading debate is normally the most significant of the debates and you consider amendments and those kinds of things. And then you read the bill a third time And if the bill passes uh, a third reading, it then goes to the other house. Um, In those states that have two houses, Queensland only has one. So if the numbers on the second reading debate yesterday are reflected in the third reading, then uh, you can expect that it will pass the lower house in Victoria and will then go for debate in the upper house um, where uh, there'll be, uh, again, more focus on what are the real consequences um, is is it appropriate in terms of medical ethics for doctors to be involved not with saving life but with helping to end life? Um, is is it appropriate um, that um, that we send a message to vulnerable um, older Australians in particular that somehow or other um, you, know, you are a burden? Um, these are the sorts of messages that can be sent, and as much as those who advocate change. Um, say that they couch it in terms of compassion. Um, I believe we really need to stand up for those who are vulnerable and to protect those uh, who might get a, a wrong message and those, uh, th- those older Australians who need to hear you are valuable as opposed to you are a burden. Well, Ashley, uh, particularly today for Victorian listeners, given that there could be, as you say, this second reading vote tonight... 
for Victorian listeners, this is the last-ditch opportunity, isn't it, to actually uh, have your say, to register something with your local MP by simply making a phone call, uh, perhaps I even think- sending an email. But uh, but it's, the, it's this last opportunity today, isn't it? Y- yes, I'd encourage... I'd encourage people to do that. There will be a vote, as I understand it, on the third reading today in the lower house. Um, and so uh, please ring your, ring your lower house member and express your concern and ask that to be passed on. Um, at this stage, telephoning would probably be better than emailing because the, the debate is on and the vote will happen. And uh, can I urge uh, Victorians also to start um, contacting by email and by phone uh, their upper house um, uh, MPs. Uh, in Victoria, uh, there are regions in the upper house, and so there, you only have one lower house member, but you have uh, a number of upper house members. I'd encourage Victorians to be in touch with every one of their upper house members. Ashley, uh, let's talk a, a few moments about some of the reasons why it's so, so important to be in touch with MPs in Victoria today, because uh, there's issues here with the ethics that doctors hold, and I know you are a an advocate for doctors being uh, uh, continually enabled to serve as protectors of life and not those who take life. Uh, yeah, these are very significant issues. Uh, in Australia, euthanasia has not been lawful except for a very short time in the Northern Territory some years ago, Uh, when thankfully the federal government um, used their constitutional powers to overturn um, the euthanasia laws in the Northern Territory. Uh, The Commonwealth doesn't have the same authority with respect to legislation in the states. And so if uh, Victoria passes this act into law, then um, you can expect um, that there will be um, moves in other states to try and do the same already, there is a bill in New South Wales uh, to allow for this and at the moment there's an inquiry in Western Australia on what they call end-of-life choices and the submissions to that inquiry close on the 23rd of October. Family Voice made our submission on Monday or Tuesday of this week to the Western Australian inquiry and we've indicated that if um, the committee would like us to give oral evidence in support of our written submissions, we're happy to do so. We're very concerned that um, the dignity of all human life needs to be respected from conception to its natural end. We're very concerned about um, the fact that, in our view, you cannot have enough safeguards and, uh, and that uh, you actually send a message, especially to older, vulnerable Australians, that they're a burden rather than sending a message that they're valued and cherished. Ashley, from what I understand in your submission this week in WA, uh, there was some part of your presentation which followed through some history of the 20th century uh, and uh, the way that uh, that these sorts of laws become so important today, reflecting on what happened back in Nazi Germany and the medical ethics that are uh, involved in preserving human life. Yes, that's right, Neil. Not, not only is there the very ancient Hippocratic Oath, which talks about preserving life, but what happened um, after the, um, the, the uh, Second World War was that there was a Declaration of Geneva which enabled doctors to pledge the utmost respect for human life up to natural death. And, and so the International Code of Meth- Medical Ethics, which has followed, also requires doctors to preserve uh, human life. 
Uh, just to, to follow that through a bit more, a couple of years ago, the World Medical Association reaffirmed a 1992 statement that labelled euthanasia and physician-assisted suicide as unethical. And, and it's worth remembering that the World Medical Association, as recently as two years ago, reaffirmed an earlier statement that labels euthanasia and physician-assisted suicide as unethical. And uh, we believe that um, this is not a time to uh, mess with medical ethics. This is not a time to send a message to vulnerable Australians that they're a burden. As you say, Ashley Saunders, uh, a third reading in the Victorian Parliament today in the lower house. Uh, from my understanding, the upper house is likely to be uh, open to change towards euthanasia. So uh, the the idea of of uh, of addressing MPs, of getting your message to them today, of registering your phone call or your email, but especially phone calls, uh, important today, uh, does go a long way to influencing maybe the way that MPs might vote. Um, MPs need to know that there are concerned citizens who are genuinely upset and genuinely concerned about the implications of passing such a law. Ashley, lots of issues to talk about. We won't be able to get through everything, I'm sure, but you've had some concerns this week over uh, some deeper issues that go along with some of the church graffiti attacks in Victoria last weekend. And, uh, and some of those, uh, some of those things that were uh, written on churches, uh, significant crucify no voters, those sorts of things. Uh, there was another church that was also under an attack, and one of the things that were graffitied there was uh, cr- the cross equals Nazi. Uh, you've had some deeper concerns about some of these uh, associations that people who are on the yes side might be bringing about the church. Uh, I'm very concerned for any suggestion that equates the cross of Christ with um, with the the horrors of Nazi Germany. Um, the cross, as Paul uh, wrote in one of his letters in the New Testament, uh, a symbol of weakness to the world, but a symbol uh, of victory in terms of the victory that Christ won. But it's a it's a symbol of torture, and Christ underwent that torture for us. Um, he was sacrificing. He was self um, self-giving and to have a sign that says cross equals swastika uh, I just find very offensive very offensive in terms of the cause of Christ and I'm very concerned about anybody who would equate um, either Christ the cross a church or a Christian with being equated with um, the worst of Nazi Germany I find that most offensive and horrifying and uh, even this morning in our meetings at Family Voice, I've been meeting with all of our state directors this morning and I'll be continuing that meeting after I'm finished talking with you, Neil. And in our meeting this morning, we were praying that the Lord would touch the hearts of the people uh, who either think that and especially those who did that graffiti. Well, the time for people to place their uh, their ballot, their vote, uh, for the postal plebiscite survey is running out. Uh, there's still millions of Australians who haven't yet voted, and the issues afoot uh, include those things like freedom of speech, freedom of religion. Uh, some of those, Ashley Saunders, and you've got to be uh, sensible and sober in your reflection, but uh, some of these very, very significant issues may be about to be lost. 
Uh, interesting this week that the Labor Party has endorsed the Liberal Senator Dean Smith's bill uh, that he's proposing that would follow a yes vote if the plebiscite goes the yes way to very quickly push uh, some legislation through the Parliament. What's your concern that uh, with the Dean Smith bill uh, so uh, passionately uh, being supported by the Labor Party? Well, it, th- that bill does not address the fundamental human right not only to have your religious belief but to manifest that belief in public it provides some limited protection for um, church ministers and people who might fit that kind of description but it does not provide any protection uh, for people um, just ordinary folk uh, who who want to live by their conscience that's the first thing secondly it doesn't uh, provide any protection in terms of freedom of speech and thirdly doesn't even address uh, the very serious concern about the way in which um, um, redefining marriage plays into the hands of the kinds of um, horrible sexualized materials that our kids are taught in school. And so um, I'm, I'm very concerned that if there is a yes result and if this is the bill that comes into law, um, we will start to see the consequences that we've been warning Australians about, the consequences that those who advocate change say don't even exist. Well, it is a sobering thing to contemplate these things. Consequences if the Yes campaign does win this postal plebiscite survey. Uh, But if you do look at this soberly, Ashley Saunders, the polls are showing that the Yes campaign is likely to win. Does this mean that we all ought to be bracing for a shock and uh, the consequences that would follow. The first thing that we need to do is to ensure that uh, we've all participated and that uh, we have encouraged and done our best to ensure that our friends, our family, our neighbours have also participated and in doing so to be aware of the consequences and to vote no. Uh, if, if there are people who need a replacement uh, ballot paper uh, then the deadline to request that is tomorrow, the 20th of October. And uh, and then the uh, ballots need to be sent back to the ABS. They need to be received by the, the 6th or 7th of November. And so there's about another week um, where people can send it back and post it knowing that it will be received in time. And so I think that at this point, pivotal time in the campaign we need to make sure that those who need a replacement ballot are getting it we need to make sure that we have participated and that our family friends and neighbours have participated uh, have said no to the serious consequences of redefining marriage well i think listeners will hear in your comments today that family voice australia is not slowing down in this campaign time uh, your full speed ahead I know that lots of others that I'm talking to who are a part of the Coalition for Marriage are not slowing down at all. In fact, uh, they're still uh, endeavouring to stimulate and mobilise Christian believers, uh, in fact, anyone on the no side, uh, to be a part of uh, volunteer training and getting out into their communities. The Freedom Team app has been downloaded many hundreds of thousands. I've heard even a million times uh, for people who are concerned about what's happening and, uh, and in the endeavour to mobilise people to, in some way, serve in their own community by getting the message out about uh, it's OK to vote no. Your encouragement, Ashley Saunders, uh, for people to utilise that resource uh, for the Coalition for Marriage and to actually uh, not slow down yet because uh, the, uh, the whole thing's not lost yet. Uh, with uh, two weeks to go, 
uh, it is not lost, and uh, we need to pull out all stops. Uh, Family Voice, as you know, is a, um, a, a partner in the Coalition for Marriage, um, and I would encourage any of your listeners who uh, has got some time to knock on some doors, who's got uh, some time and a willingness to make some phone calls, to uh, go to the Coalition for Marriage website. They just have to type in Coalition for Marriage and you'll be taken there with an opportunity to volunteer, with an opportunity to be be trained um, and to be involved in pulling out all stops to encourage as many people as possible to participate uh, and uh, to vote no. Well, the freedoms we all take for granted are at risk. And Ashley Saunders, I know you're not slowing down, and I do appreciate, once again, your commentary and uh, your insights and your encouragement to listeners to uh, not uh, slow down either. Uh, Thank you so much for your update today on 2020. It's been good to be with you, and may I sincerely say, may the Lord truly bless this nation of Australia. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.